Welcome everybody to Health Hackers episode 15. I'm Gemma Evans and this is my series devoted to getting inside the minds of some of the most pioneering figures in health and wellness. Today I am with hyperbaric expert Robert Pender at his centre in London. If you're listening to the audio podcast, check out healthhackers.uk online or my Facebook page, which is Gemma Evans Broadcaster, to see the video version of this episode. And then you can get a look at the hyperbaric oxygen tank inside the clinic where we are now. Uh, Rob's with us for the next 30 minutes. So if you're watching on Facebook, ask us a question. I'm going to be looking at all your comments and questions. We'll be talking about hyperbaric oxygen therapy. What is it? Who has it? And why? Uh, if you're watching live on Facebook, maybe you want to tag someone who could benefit from listening to this Facebook Live. So Rob, let's begin. Let's go back to basics. Okay. So it's been a while since I had a session with you, a hyperbaric oxygen session Wait with some you. Time. But when I used to post about it on social media, there was always interest. People always wanted to know what on earth I was doing lying in a tank. Can you outline for us? What happens from the moment a client comes through the door? What's involved in a hyperbaric oxygen therapy session? Okay, the first thing when the patients come in, I obviously um, do a consultation with them. Um, I get a medical background uh, history. Um, I ask them very important questions um, about the health, if they've had a history of brain seizures, um, if they've had a collapsed lung, if they've had a perforated eardrum, things that can affect putting people through an oxygen hyperbaric session. Um, I then uh, usually uh, take their oxygen saturation, ch checking that they're saturating oxygen well in their body. If they have a low reading, then I start looking at the possibility of respiratory problems or heart problems, that they're not t taking in enough oxygen. Um, we take blood pressure and heart rate and then we actually scan um, the, the patient's ears, even though the patient says that there is no problem with their ears, they don't get any problems when they're flying, um, we don't leave it to chance, we actually do a proper scan of the inner ear and that is photographed and videoed. So then what, so at what point do they get in the tank? After all that, yeah, yeah. they then go in the tank and I then explain to them why hyperbaric compared to ordinary uh, oxygen in the air which we have just now, which is 21%. What's the difference having oxygen hyperbaric in normal atmosphere? And it's quite simple, threefold. Okay. It's anti-inflammatory because under pressure, any inflammation in the body, if you've got an injury, if you've overtrained and you've got lactic acid in your, uh, in your Just limbs, moving the microphone closer to you. Um, any part of it, any sickness in your body, if it's fatigue in the mind, there's inflammation there, that actually can slow down the circulation in your body. So first thing, under pressure in an oxygen tank, inflammation is anti-inflammatory. The second thing that happens in the oxygen chamber, because oxygen is a gas and under pressure, gas dissolves very rapidly into fluid. So body fluids, haemoglobin, plasma, lymph fluids, then are saturated with oxygen and that is then delivered around the body and the parts of the body that's been having less oxygen because of injury or sickness then gets the boost of oxygen 
and thirdly, it raises the white blood cell count which builds up the immune system and helps fight some chronic diseases. But let's, but that, I mean, that's a lot to take in. So, it is, so yeah. somebody is lying in a tank yeah. and they've got a, like a, mask. Like, they've got a mask on. So you wear a mask, you lie in the tank for about an hour. An hour in the And you're, you're inhaling, is it pure oxygen or is it about 90 something percent? 95.7. 95.7%. Pure, Pure oxygen. Yes, medical and oxygen. typically we would be taking in 21% normally in normal in, air. Normal air, yeah. And we can raise uh, the amount of dissolved oxygen uh, into the bloodstream under hyperbaric conditions. So it's so better where, delivery of oxygen. Okay. And where did the treatment come from? Because I know it has something to do with deep sea diving. It probably uh, went back even further than that. I think it was 1632, believe it or not. Um, oh, it was to be precise. Uh, to be <laughs> precise. But it came to light mainly in the diving industry um, when divers had the bends and they got air, gas, embolism, bubbles in the, in the bloodstream. And the only thing that could solve and cure this was hyperbaric. And while they were doing this, uh, treating this brain insult because the ear bubbles cause brain damage, um, they suddenly realised if it can help uh, people with the bends, with brain injury, um, why can't it do some other things such as stroke recovery and so on? And so things developed from there, found that it could heal wounds quicker than normal. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it all, it's all fascinating. I know mm. that the research I did around hyperbaric oxygen therapy because like I said I've had some sessions right. with you at your old clinic I know that the the NHS commissioned hyperbaric oxygen therapy for decompression illness right. gas embolism and acute carbon monoxide poisoning but people come to see you for all kinds of reasons and on your website I've seen that you very clearly state uh, the evidence for the use of hyperbaric oxygen therapy is not proven by randomized pros prospective control clinical experiment or trial. But that, that doesn't put people off coming to see you. Can you tell me more about the reasons they do come and see you? I think the main reason people come to see you, they often come desperate yeah. um, because they've tried uh, the pharmaceutical line and with the side effects of uh, pharmaceutical uh, drugs, sometimes they get, all, many of them work and work well, some don't. Um, and so people now are much more, I think with um, modern uh, communications, people research and look and yeah. are willing to try more. Um, but if you look at general medicine, um, there are some drugs that are prescribed for Parkinson's, for instance, um, and they are licensed for that. Each drug on the market are licensed for a certain disease, but many times the GPs and consultants will prescribe them out of license. Um, so they know that they've got a license for this drug, but it does help other conditions. And so, although there is a license for treating people for carbon poisoning, for, for the bends, uh, for problem burns uh, within the NHS and approved, yet out with that, hyperbaric oxygen is now uh, showing to help many other illnesses with great effect. But this is, so you'd say anecdotally? Yes. Yeah. So the people who come and see you, why, why do they come and see you? I, I, th I think there's one that they're much more aware of 
um, that the oxygen really works and they've heard stories from other people who've come along with maybe uh, fibromyalgia and this type of thing right. and, and recovered and they've tried for years down the, the traditional conventional, uh, conventional and it's not yeah. worked so they come and they went wow this works um, can you tell us some of the conditions that you've tended to in here the, the conditions that some of your clients have had that they've right. come to see you for Okay, um, fibromyalgia is one of them. Uh, fibromyalgia is not a disease. It's a name that has been tagged on to an immune deficiency. Mm. Um, it starts off with chronic fatigue, and then it goes on. People say they've got lupus, then it comes into Lyme disease. It's a very big, big, wide area. And these people have struggled, struggled for years. They've been at the doctor's surgeries week in and week out. Nothing's happening, get no answer. And they've heard, hey, this hyperbaric oxygen seems to help. And we've had many, many stories from, from, from patients. And we say we do not cure. Um, we just know that oxygen only can do good and can help the body fight these, uh, th these uh, illnesses. And we've had many stories of patients come out saying, my life's been changed totally around. Now tell me about your uh, famous clients. Are you allowed to talk about your famous I clients? I can't mention them by name, oh, really. Oh, all right, maybe, right. Maybe, I, I, yeah. maybe you could maybe mention Novak because, mention because Novak. he's a great uh, advocate for hyperbaric. So you, so Novak has come here? Yes, he has, yes. And which tank did he go in? He went in that one over that there. That one over there. If you're watching on Facebook, turn the camera around. Novak went in that tank. What did he? What did he do in the tank? Did he? Because you can read a book in there, can't you? Um, he read, but mainly he just lay back and just rest. Back. Rest. Are you allowed to tell us why Novak came to see you? Uh, Novak has published and mentioned many, many times. He uses hyperbaric oxygen. He's got his own chamber now at his own residence. Um, it's to aid his recovery uh, in between tennis sessions. And also, if he gets injured, it can quicken up the healing by 30%, which is quite, it's quite something. But given that you say on your website that there aren't any randomised control studies proving the use, it sounds like a lot of athletes have got a lot of faith in it. They've got a lot of faith in it because it works. Um, in America, the, the American football and basketball, most of the clubs have their own chambers now. And um, they swear by it. Um, do, any, do any um, football teams from any maybe Premier League teams? Yes, we've had players come down from Newcastle United, okay. Watford, Crystal Palace, um, just to mention a few of them. Um, we also did an experiment three years ago um, when a team was struggling. Um, they were at the foot of the table and they noticed that probably the last 15 minutes of each game they were losing silly goals, um, their decision making wasn't good. In the last 15 minutes of each game? Yeah. Um, so how does that relate to their oxygen level? Fatigue to the brain. Ah. Right. Um, and so we took th uh, these players, um, we had them for three months and they came down two days per week. And on those two days, we gave them two sessions of hyperbaric per day. And we discharged them before the end of the season. And we, the 
performance coaches of the club noticed that the players' performance had gone up by 38% on average and they were not losing uh, concentration in the last 10-15 minutes and it could be worth for football clubs uh, professionally to look at this. Um, uh, you just have to look at Sky Sport, uh, the results come through. In the last five minutes, ten minutes, goals are scored. It's not because their legs are not moving, because their brain's slowing down and oxygen can cure that. Well, it's, it's fascinating to hear the kind of anecdotal stories you have. I've got a question here from Dave. He left his question on Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, by the way, pop your questions in the comment Hi, section so I can uh, read them out to Rob. We can't give any medical advice, obviously, but we can speak in general terms about hyperbaric yep. oxygen therapy. Um, Dave wants to know, is just one session or multiple sessions required and what's the minimum amount of time spent in the chamber? Right, one session, um, you certainly would find a difference in your, in your, in your mind, in your brain, your thinking the, ne the next day. You certainly would find a benefit. But it depends what you're coming in for. Uh, if you've been coming in uh, for a chronic condition, then obviously it's going to take m more than one session. Um, I have a protocol that works. I've been doing this now for just under 30 years and 30 years experience I am pretty well clued up on how many sessions it will take for different conditions and uh, so from five um, for just the, the well feeling factor for um, say ladies want to make their skin look beautiful. But does it, does it really, I mean does that work really? Can you get in there as 65 and come out looking 25? Look at me. <laughs> How old are you, Rob? How old are you really? I'm 75. I, I, I want to go, well, can it, can it have actual genuine anti-aging benefits? That must, that you haven't got proof of that, surely. Um, there, there has been some, some papers written, written on it. Um, your skin is your largest organ in your body yeah. and your skin needs oxygen badly needs oxygen. You starve the, 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 the skin of oxygen and you get necrosis of the tissue and you've got problems. Um, it, does, it does help. We get quite a lot of uh, plastic surgeons sending patients to us after they do um, uh, sort of facelifts and so Facelift. on. Facelift? They come uh, to you after they, facelifts? Yes. We um, are in a posh part of London, I can believe that. Yeah, they come uh, and, after a facelift. and it speeds up the healing and gets rid of the scars. Really? Yes. Well, I don't, but how can they tell whether it would have healed faster without it? Um, because I think the doctor, the consultants know themselves, the, the, the patients, how long it's taken to heal, and then they're sending them for hyperbaric now, and they're going, wow. Um, so those patients then will go and tell to somebody, I recovered in two weeks instead of two months, and then they'll say, he's the greatest surgeon, so that he gets more work. In oh, he gets the... He gets, so, <laughs> He gets the credit. But we don't mind. I'm only interested in promoting how great oxygen is. So here's something I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, I recently snapped my collarbone in half. And thank you, Facebook viewers who've been asking how my shoulder is. It's, um, it's feeling good today. I've just passed the six And there's week. no truth in that your new husband didn't do this to you. My new husband did not do this to me. Yeah. Do you know, he's not even a new husband anymore. It's been a year. I know. <gasps> Congratulations. Um, thank you very much. Um, but Facebook viewers who were asking about my shoulder, it's feeling okay today. Now, imagine if, I know you can't give medical advice, but um, 
if you had a broken collarbone and had an operation like I have with a metal plate and pins to fix it back together again, how many sessions would you have a week or a month? How would you I deal would have, with that? I would have three sessions uh, per week and I would have 21 sessions. In total? In total. Would that get me uh, Premier League ready? Exactly. <laughs> it speeds up. Um, Hyperbaric has got a lot of, lots of clinical trials and data on the non-healing fractures. It speeds up the healing of fractures. Well, I hope it heals. And if it doesn't heal properly, if there's a non-union, I've heard about something called yes. a non-union. If that happens, then well, I'm coming non, back for those 21 sessions. Non-union fractures, hyperbaric is the answer. Well, I, well I'll hold you to that. Yes. Um, some questions about the price. How much is a session? Now, you don't have to give away now exact you, now you're asking, hundreds or you're, thousands. You believe it or not, you're asking the wrong person. It's something I never deal with. I leave it to the, the other side yeah, of the business. Uh, I can believe that, actually. I, 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 yeah. I really am not interested. Um, can I say something that's interesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, as a clinic, we have a policy. We keep part of our the money that we, we take in and we hold back a special fund if somebody comes in here and they cannot afford treatment we can't do it to everybody but we feel it's, this is my heart my heart's to help to heal people not to take money from them but being a business you've obviously got to charge. Well now I was about to say yeah. to everyone listening on on the podcast and Facebook that when I used to see you last year yeah. for hyperbaric oxygen therapy um, there were clients that would come out and I, and you would tell me how you had treated them for free and it f felt to me like you had nothing to do with the money side of the business because, well, to be honest, you're too busy doing this part I, of the I, I just will not get involved in the money so side. So you do treat some people for free because, yeah. well, like you said at the beginning, I guess some people see you out of desperation. Exactly. Everything. Um, question here from Rob. Is there anything amateur athletes can take from the principles of hyperbaric oxygen therapy and apply it, but without the expense of paying for a session? Oh, I would love to treat you all for nothing. <laughs> um, the amateur athletic uh, people, it's very interesting. Um, three years ago, I took on two or three uh, amateur athletes just to prove my point that hyperbaric oxygen can uh, improve performance. Um, I'll give you two examples. One lady, she was one of these crazy people who does multiple um, marathons, 10 marathons in 10 days. Oh uh, yeah, well we've had one of those on Health Hackers. Yeah. We've had an ultra marathon runner. And yeah. uh, we got the first year she did it on her seventh marathon, she was walking rather than running, she mm. was so sore. And it was, it was up in the, the Lake District. When I heard about her story, I offered to help her and we loaded her with oxygen prior to the event. Well, on the eighth marathon of the eighth day, um, she best, beat her best time and the tenth marathon of the tenth day, she beat the record for a woman doing ten marathons in ten days. And then we had another... I feel like this is the same person I've had on health. Uh, it might be, it might be. I don't, want, I, don't, I don't know whether to reveal her name in case she, yeah, she wanted yeah. to see you in secret. So yeah, I, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then there was another lady, she was... Um, a young mother and her first marathon and uh, what you call it, she found even training five miles was killing her so we took her on and we gave her oxygen and I've got a story somewhere yeah. uh, there. Um, she's actually written a story saying how 
uh, without the hyperbaric oxygen. She was amazed. She just flew with, she with no problems at all in, in the London Marathon. So it does work. Uh, I think, you know, we may consider... I'm probably speaking, I'm not in the business side, uh, I might get shot down with my partners for this, but may consider some special uh, pricing for London Marathon people um, pre preparing for next year. Uh, if, it, if they're prepared to lodge their names into a sort of a trial that we can record, mm. um, what you call it? Because normally, yeah. normally um, on the price question, I think it is... It is a hundred and something pounds yeah. per session. And in response to Rob's question about whether there's something an amateur athlete can do at home, I guess there's no kind of mini hyperbaric oxygen therapy no, the, kit the, that you can get are, on Amazon. Like they're soft chambers that are advertised, uh, made in China and that. They're personally they're a waste of space. They, they don't pressurize only up to about 1.2 bar. Um, uh -huh. um, I think you've got to be cautious. Hyperbaric is an oxygen is a prescribed treatment. Um, yet many people use these soft chambers. Um, you zip yourself into them. Um, I wouldn't like to zip myself into if the zip didn't <laughs> didn't uh, broke down halfway. How do you get? No. Out? no so this is something I, I don't like them. Yeah. Well, know. this is something people should be playing with. Yeah. And um, in fact, we've got some comments on Facebook from Donald, who's a bit worried about the danger factor, and he's also commenting that I wouldn't. I shouldn't put my phone so close to the tank. Is that a fire risk? Oh, right. It depends what type, kind of uh, tanks you use. Um, there is what they call free-flowing oxygen chambers, which are pressurised with oxygen, um, where they don't wear a mask. Okay. Um, in those situations, uh, you could not take a telephone into the chamber. You, uh, um, you would have to put on cotton theatre clothes, um, anything that would cause a spark would be, would be dangerous. So in these intensive care chambers, which I have one in store, we don't use here, yeah. um, we wouldn't do. The types of chambers that we use, um, the chambers are pressurised with um, air and the oxygen is fitted snugly onto the face and there's very, very little oxygen, uh, free oxygen flying around in the chamber. Uh, maximum we've had a rating is 22% because we check it. And all the time, this air, it's pressurising, the, the tank has been circulated, so um, it's perfectly safe, the type of chambers that we okay. use. We do not store oxygen bottles, um, or do we store uh, our oxygen in liquid tanks? We use the latest uh, oxygen, medical oxygen concentrators from America, uh, where we take the oxygen out, the air that's here, we filter it, and we put a high-grade medical oxygen uh, into the chambers via the mask. Question from Mike. Uh, isn't using hyperbaric oxygen therapy on athletes a bit of a cheat? Um, stop breathing uh, oxygen, and they wouldn't be able to run at all. Those, the, the, you cannot ban oxygen. It's perfectly normal, natural. It's not cheating. It's not cheating. Well, I mean, it's all got to come down to who, you're going who to decides you're going to, to try something out. You're, I mean, you're going to diet for, for athletes. Is going on a special diet? Um, yeah, is a, a diet a, cheating? Is like? a diet cheating? No, it's just it's just using your common sense and taking advantage to natural healing, which 
is made available because to what us. is the oxygen actually doing is it is it increasing the flow of red blood cells so that an injury in a muscle or bone would repair faster yes, yes okay. exactly uh, question from edward could hyperbaric oxygen therapy used be used for somebody who's got lung damage from smoking right okay um first of all we would make a thorough check on the lungs and we would uh hopefully get get some MRI scans see what's was in, mm. in the lungs um, yes it does help but we would certainly say to the person who's been smoking to stop smoking as I said uh, previously that we actually take um, uh, what you call carbon monoxide readings of our patients um, prior to them going to the chamber um, if they're smoking it um, blows their mind to see how much carbon monoxide is in their bloodstream. We had one. Uh, what is it really high? We had one lady, who, very famous person uh, in the fashion world, and she went right off the scale and she couldn't <gasps> believe it. And I said, "You're crazy, crazy, crazy! Not just your lungs. What's that doing to your heart? You, 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 you're killing yourself." And she had a hyperbaric oxygen therapy session. And we, we, she dropped down immediately. Her, her, her reading dropped down by forty percent after one session. But well, but she but she go back out and well, smoke yeah, eight. Exactly. And, you know, um, which is crazy. We did today. Um, we had a, a young guy in, and he had a very safe region reading of uh, um, carbon monoxide po poison, poisoning just by walking around London. He was still in a very safe level. And even by putting him into the chamber, one session, we halved what he already had in his bloodstream. In one session? That's one one-hour session? And of course, this is licensed for hyperbaric as, as carbon monoxide poisoning. So yeah. we would love... Um, to do a clinical trial on this we I actually wrote to the Mayor of London and invited him to come in. He wrote to Sadiq Khan. And asked him, would you like to come in and try hyperbaric oxygen as he's on about polluted air. I've done some samples of people out in the street who are sitting at the cafes at the street and their readings are high. Bring them into the chambers and their reading goes down. It, you know, hyperbaric oxygen could be used for people who have got severe carbon monoxide poison, even just smokers and people walking around the streets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw a video of you on YouTube being awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award for your work in international hyperbaric medicine. Uh, how many years have you been doing this? 29 years. 29 years. And so what will be next for you? <laughs> um, I don't know. Or is this the dream? My, my dream's here. My dream, I would like to think that in the next 10 years, we'll have multiple clinics all over the UK um, with a very, very high standard of care um, that each patient coming in will be monitored carefully. Uh, they will be given proper treatment and will be able to monitor and stack up case studies and put these into clinical studies to prove that hyperbaric oxygen um, is an authentic and a worthwhile medicine to go. And yeah, and hopefully some more studies too, so of that course, then, yes. you know, you've got like, the evidence like to back this, it up. This week we are off to Denver, um, my partner myself, to uh, Dr. Nur, who is the paediatrician who works alongside of us. Um, we're going to the medical conference. Uh, Dr. Nurse doing a paper on Parkinson's uh, disease and how general medicine and hyperbaric together can help the people with Parkinson's. 
Now this is a... So you're investigating yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so the great thing at this uh, annual conference, international conference, we get many uh, top doctors from all over the world who will come with their experiences and there is already more clinical uh, recordings now. Uh, so hypermarriage is taking off now, um, but it takes time. We haven't got the money of the drug companies to do big clinical trials. That's the biggest problem. Okay. Um, can you tell everyone where they can find out more about you and the clinic here? The clinic... Um, or about or, oxygen therapy. Oxygen therapy. It's just Google that. If you, Google, if you do go hyperbaric oxygen London, you'll, site, you'll find us there anyway. Um, hyperbaric oxygen therapy... Dot co dot uk. And you're personally not on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook? I'm on, quite a I'm, I'm on Instagram now. You're on Instagram? I, I'm on right, Instagram. I'm tagging you, tagging you off this, I'm going to start following I'm you. I'm on Instagram. What, do you, uh, do you and, know and what your Instagram and, and name is? Don't ask me. You don't know what I'm that is. I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be on Instagram without knowing your handle. I we'll, don't know. Well, I'll put it in the show notes, people. I'll put uh, Rob's Instagram handle and the in the show notes. And the clinic's also got one as And well. the clinic, yeah, we'll yeah. tag them too. And there's also one very interesting, there's a paediatric um, uh, hyperbaric um, Instagram as well. Thousands right. and thousands of pe uh, uh, people with children who have had brain damage at birth are now reaching out to hyperbaric. They're beginning to reach out to hyperbaric yeah, and to see if it might And we are most fortunate. We have got not working in, in our staff, in our staff, but working very closely is, to, in my view, the best paediatrician in the world is Dr. Nur. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with these studies, to see how it can help people moving forward now. Thank you for talking to me today. Thank you. I'm going to add one more question in if I can, because yep. it might benefit people. I found that when I was having hyperbaric oxygen therapies last year, the day that I had the therapy, that night, I slept like a baby. Why would that be? Did I imagine it? No, no, because your brain has been has got the uh, uh, your brain's not tired. It's not as as been given you a life, and uh, your brain just relaxes more when 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 it's under under no pressure. It relaxes more when it's not tired. So when yeah. it's not wired. Wired. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, that is that is interesting. Thank thank you for that. Thanks for squeezing that one in the end. I know you've got clients. And there's, to see. A, and there's, a, and there's another way to get to go sleep at night is. Is work 12 hours a day, six days a week, and then you sleep. And that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably longer. Um, thank you for joining us for this okay. podcast, Rob.